It's another episode of Locked On Coyotes. This time, I'm breaking down a specific player and talking about what his contract could mean. Uh, that's right, talking Barrett Hayton on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. I'm Carl Pavlock. I'm going to be your solo host for today, uh, talking about some Arizona Coyotes, uh, one player in spe- specifically, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. Before we get started, I do want to thank you for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Um, just going to be me for today. Uh, if you caught yesterday's episode, uh, Robin is unfortunately dealing with some stuff right now. She is unable to join me. Uh, and I really want to talk about a specific thing, um, because it came up recently. Uh, and so I'm just going to do it and it's going to be just for me for today. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode may also be a little bit rambling kind of. What happens when I'm used to having a co host and I kind of just have to go off on myself? But I am hopefully going to tell you guys a good story. Um, and it is kind of a story, there's going to be some analysis, but there's also some really important things that we need to get out of the way. Um, and if you are a more recent Coyotes fan, uh, if you just recently jumped on the bandwagon, uh, I'm sorry. It's it's not a bandwagon right now. It's it's still more of a death march, uh, but you know there there are some newer Coyotes fans. I like to think that there's a new fan, you know, every game, every day, and so some of you may not know this story. Uh, for it, we are going all the way back, back in time to 2018. Uh, it's not that long ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, even for the Coyotes, the, the Coyotes were a different team in 2018. Uh, the world was a much different place, but the Coyotes were very different. They had a different GM. They had a different coach. Uh, most of the roster was different. Um, and the draft was definitely going to be an interesting one. The 2018 NHL entry draft, you know, it's not necessarily the biggest. Uh, I know that. You know, this current draft had some very highly touted prospects. Next draft has a lot. This, you know, recent one, definitely some, you know, good players being drafted, good players playing, um, but not necessarily that same level uh, of kind of talent. We, we, we're not seeing as many generational players um, from this draft yet. Um, maybe Quinn Hughes. Uh, but uh, Rasmus Dahlin and Brady Kachuk are the two other names that stand out. And honestly, like if the Coyotes kept drafted Brady Kachuk, that would have been amazing. Uh, I, there, there is that Kachuk connection with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Um, 
it, it, it's a little bit before my time when I talk to a lot of older fans, like they remember Kachuk uh, a, a lot more so than I do. Um, so it would have been nice if they got Kachuk. Uh, but going in, Arizona Coyotes, fifth overall pick. Uh, the After Kachuk goes, the player that everyone thinks that they're going to draft uh, is a young kid uh, from the Czech Republic, uh, Chechia, Philip Zadina. Philip Zadina, I kid you not, had some of the most hype I have ever seen for a player that wasn't expected to go in the top three. Uh, there were people who legitimately thought that Philip Zadina could come in and have a 20-goal rookie season um, in the NHL. Like, right away. Like, there there would be no real need to kind of, you know, send him back to, to the queue, uh, do anything like that. He was ready to go. Uh, instead of Zadina, the Arizona Coyotes, under GM John Chaka, uh, elected to go with a center. One, Barrett Heaton of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds in the OHL. Uh, I, I didn't pull up draft rankings... Uh, for this one, uh, I really should have so to get some quotes, uh, but I, I kid you not, this was one of the more controversial decisions we have ever seen, um, the Coyotes do. And on the one hand, it makes makes sense. Um, you know, the Coyotes need offense. Zadina was the offense guy. Um, Barrett Hayton was not that. He, he was more of a de- defensive, you know, centerman. Uh, but, you know, they did it. At the time, we we kind of trusted the the Cheka vision, so so no one really questioned it. Uh, inside, you know, Coyotes, but outside, real head scratcher. Um, but a lot has changed since then, and I am going to talk about it more. But first, I do have a quick message. Are you one of those people who thinks that it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that could happen? You may end up driving below the speed limit. It's not a big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is that your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you're using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. And we're back. Carl Pavlock, Locked On Coyotes. Just going to be me for uh, today's episode. And like I said, it's going to be a bit of a shorter one. Um, So, when we last left off, uh, the Coyotes had elected to draft Barrett Hayton over Philip Zadina. Um, And the reason that this kind of, you know, the reason I was thinking about this is, in my mind, Philip Zadina and Barrett Hayton are forever going to be linked. They were two really like highly touted prospects in the first round. The Coyotes elect to not go with that. With um, Zadina, they decide to go with Barrett Hayton. There are plenty of situations where this same thing has happened and the Coyotes get completely bitten. It's, it's unfortunately just one of those things you need to deal with being a Coyotes fan. And... You know, for a while, it's it's difficult to say 
you know, if the Coyotes made the right move or not. Uh, I will say that Zadina was not able to make the jump right away. Um, he did, um, you know, he had been playing in the queue, but he was able to go to the AHL because international status is, is a fun time. Uh, I wish the Coyotes had that option. Barrett Hayton really had a breakout year his next year uh, in the OHL, but he, he was one of those players who throughout his development, you know, looked like he was better than the league he was forced to play in. Uh, but despite all that, Zadina does not play that well. Um, 59 games with the Rapid City or Grand Rapids Griffins, uh, 16 goals, 19 assists in his first year in the AHL. Respectable, respectable. Um, but in total, NHL games, he's played a, 160, 25 goals, 36 assists, 61. Um, his last season, 74 goals, 10 assists, for, or 10 goal, 75 games, 10 goals, 14 assists. Sorry about that. Um, you know, respectable development career. Now, what I want you to do is take a look at Barrett Hayton's last season with the Coyotes, uh, where he had to deal with some injuries. Um, 60 games played, 10 goals, 14 assists, 24 total points. All in all, Barrett Hayton has 94 NHL games, 13 goals, 18 assists, and 31 points. So definitely, you know, Philip Zanina is ahead of uh, Barrett Hayton in games played. He's ahead in stats, but they're the same age, and they just had the same productive season or the same production on the season, but it took Zadina 14 more games than it took Hayden. And Hayden is playing in a more premium you know, spot. He's a centerman. He's probably the Coyotes' best centerman uh, outside of Travis Boyd, the immortal Travis Boyd. Um, I, I do think that, you know, Hayton is a player who is in the Coyotes' future still. He is going to be a center. Uh, you know, Cooley is going to take some time to develop, and I th think that Hayton is going to be that young stopgap who's probably eventually going to slide into, like, a third-line center. Now, I said that these two players always stick in my mind. The fact that they were drafted one after the other, um, the fact that, you know, I like to think that the the Coyotes and the Red Wings have some history. Like there was a lot of playoff sadness there. Um, I admit I was happy to watch the Detroit Red Wings playoff, you know, success run end. Uh, that was kind of a, a cool record to see finally end. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that there's some kind of rivalry element for that, especially for longtime Coyotes fans. I don't know any of them that like the Detroit Red Wings unless they're from Detroit. Like, so yeah, like these two players kind of perfect synergy and they are, you know, close in contracts. Uh, Philip Zadina actually just signed his contract last week. He has a, uh, let me see. He signed a three year. $5.475 million deal. Uh, average cap hit or 
cap hit is going to be one million eight hundred twenty-five thousand each season for three years. Um, when it expires, still going to be an RFA that was signed last Friday. Barrett Hayton is the sole remaining Coyotes restricted free agent. He's the only one who doesn't have a contract right now. Um, he's kind of like the last piece of the puzzle. GM Bill Armstrong was dealing with Lawson Kraus. That's finally over. Kraus is locked up long term. We need to get Hayton um, signed. And I do think that Philip Zadina is an interesting kind of player to look at as a comparable. Uh, like I said before, Zadina has a bit more of a proven track record. Uh, he's been around in the professional leagues for a little bit longer than Hayton. Hayton took some time. Unfortunately, has had to deal with some injuries. Um, you know, couldn't make the Coyotes for a while, but was too good to send back to juniors. Then COVID hits. Uh, he, he never really seemed to find a, a good footing in the AHL. I, I, I can never really explain that other than like everyone with the Roadrunners seemed to be kind of off the past couple of years. Um, but last season was his first where he was able to get some decent time in there. 26 games, six goals, four assists. It's not really what you're looking for. But I do think that Hayton was one of those players where once he got called up to the NHL, he succeeded. He he found a way to generate points. Um, and that goes to show with like him and Zadina having the same like stat line despite Hayton playing 14 fewer games. Uh, to me, that just says he's going to be looking to go up. Um, what I would probably do if I was the Coyotes would be try and lock in Hayton for maybe a little bit longer term deal. Uh, three years feels fine, but I feel like he is poised to be put in a phenomenal position that if you don't work it right, he's going to end up getting a steal or he's going to walk. Uh, and let me kind of explain what I mean by that. Uh, I, I do think that at a certain point, if, if Hayton doesn't start the season um, between Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz, he is going to find his way there soon. Uh, I, I I do, you know, somewhat suspect that, you know, Bear's going to look at the team. He's going to be like, okay, Schmaltz, Keller, Boyd, you guys played together. You had phenomenal chemistry. Keller, you hurt or you were hurt. You're recovered now. We know we we're going to leave you with Schmaltz. Let's keep this together. Let's kind of keep this energy going. Let's keep this chemistry and, and see what we can do. And I am absolutely fine with that. I do not think that Travis Boyd is the best center in the world. Uh, I don't think anyone would argue that. Um, but he showed, he played well. He earned a contract. He was one of those players who was kind of a throw in who, you know, made the most of a season. I will forever be impressed with him for that. That is a very difficult thing to do. Uh, Robin and I profiled everyone. We're like, yeah, this is the prove it season for, for this player. This is the show that 
you know, I still have it season. And, you know, I think Shane Gossesbear did that. I think Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller did that. And I think that Travis Boyd did that in a way that, you know, like I said, I'm always going to respect it. But I do think that once Hayton gets some more experience, gets some more, like, just generalized time, gets gets his awareness up, gets a full, like, training camp, couple of games, really, team starts to find its footing. I think he's going to make it up to that top line sooner or later. And once that happens, I think he's just going to rack up the, the numbers. Like, Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz have shown what they can do, and it can you know, be phenomenal to watch. And I do think kind of that was part of Boyd's success. Like the fact that he was on the ice with two phenomenal players and he was able to tap in and, you know, just kind of anticipate where they're going to be and facilitate that. Can you imagine, you know, uh, a more mature Barrett Hayton facilitating uh, a Nick Schmaltz or facilitating Clinton Keller? Like this is just going to be beautiful to see. Like we we have seen before that Hayton has offensive you know flair. Um, he was you know just under a point per game before the Coyotes drafted him in the OHL, and then the next season, sixty six points in thirty nine games. Like that's impressive. That is you know OHL numbers. That's a really small sample size. Say everything you want about that, but he absolutely you know, show that he can be an offensive threat. Watching him in the World Juniors, it was just one of the most fun things to watch. Uh, even though he played really hurt and I was worried about him for that gold medal game, he he still did it. Like, Barrett Hayton is definitely a player who I think sticks with the Coyotes for a long time, which, I mean, depending on who they get in the next draft, because there's a lot of, you know, really good centers flowing around. Like, I do think you need to have a player like Hayton in there. Like, so, you know, maybe you're not playing Logan Cooley the season after next, like, on the top line right away. Maybe you're giving him second-line duties or even third-line, like, just having him eat up minutes against, you know, lesser competition until he finds his footing. Like, Barry Hayton is the player for that. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, he's he's definitely the Coyotes' best centerman. Uh, I, I don't think there's... No, unless you're counting Nick Schmoltz as a center, which uh, most people don't. I think he's pretty firmly a, a wing at this point, and it's going to remain that way. But yeah, uh, so that's kind of it. Like I said, this is a bit of a shorter one. Uh, I definitely rambled a little bit, uh, but hope you like the episode. I, I hope you, uh, especially like the beginning, that the little bit of flashback to 2018, because I do think it's important to set the scene. For situations like this, uh, Barrett Hayton is a player who was drafted by a different GM, like, and that is very important for like how Bill Armstrong sees him, how uh, Bear sees him, like, you know, they inherited this guy, and you don't always necessarily show that same kind of loyalty to a guy you inherit, and yeah, so I, I think it's kind of important, and you know. The the Coyotes and Red Wings just linked to me. And as soon as I saw that Zdina got a deal, and a deal that I think should be kind of comparable to the one that Barrett Hayton gets, 
like I was like, ah, I, I gotta talk about these two. I am always gonna find a reason to talk about Barrett Hayton and Zadina in the 2018 NHL line shoot draft. It it just comes up. It it it's one of those situations where you know uh just there were so many people who were so sure of something and you know i wasn't even adamantly on the other side i was just more of the let's wait and see and it it turned out to i think be the better position i i think that zadina you know he is still has a chance to be a good player but he is not the player who people suspected he would be uh, after the draft. And, you know, in all fairness, he didn't make the expectations. He didn't tell, well, you know, athletes, they probably tell everyone that they're the best in the world. But, yeah, he, he came in with a lot of hype, um, which if you've listened to the show before, if you've heard me talk about Dylan Strom, you know that I'm always kind of wary of, of the effects that hype can have on a career. But anyways, I'm just rambling now. Uh, thank you for turning into the episode. Uh, we should have another one going uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Not sure if Robin's going to be on that one. But if not, uh, I'll come up with something to talk about just so we can finish the month strong. Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can definitely do so on Twitter, uh, LO underscore Coyotes. We are also on Instagram. You can also follow me at Carl Pavlock FFH on Twitter and follow the blog that, you know, I write for. They're the ones who, you know, it's where I get put most of my hockey opinions out. Uh, that is five, the word, four, the number, howling, the word on Twitter. So definitely check that out. And now that you have made Locked on Coyotes your first listen, what I want you to do, is go make Lockdown NHL your second listen of the day. Lockdown experts provide you with a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. But hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. Things are starting to cool down finally. Hope you're staying dry and avoiding the monsoons. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!